When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey yo, Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. Not craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat tat it from the hash WWE Rundown, and yes, the voice you hear is not Troy. He is off somewhere having a little pegging incident. He's healing up nicely, though. He should be back next week, hopefully. So I am Jason. I am here in the main host chair to talk about all the stuff that went on in WWE from SmackDown to Raw and everything in between. We might even throw in a little AEW talk because we tend to do that sometimes. Uh, but I'm not going to do all of this by myself because I am joined, as always, by the person who delayed recording because he had to shit out a canned ham. Ginger, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> That's an understatement, just to let you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you? How's everybody? All right. And uh, Ginger and I are not having a one-on-one session. We made this shit a threesome because joining us also, John Venrick in the house. John, what's up, bud? Oh, you know, not a lot. Just... Uh... Just, just here to talk about another, uh, another week of quality, quality programming. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's it's interesting. We were talking a little bit before the show started. Uh, we're not on Twitch this week, so hopefully we'll be back there next week. But um, a little bit of how maybe our opinions on some stuff differ this week. So it should make for an interesting conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but before we get talking about the things going on in wrestling anything going on with you guys in your uh, day-to-day lives any interesting stories okay i guess not so moving on <laughs> i was i was just letting john go with it but I, I wasn't sure who was supposed to go first either but uh in my no case one. uh the most interesting thing ha- that happened to me was i broke the fucking handle off uh off of my driver's side car door getting into my car the other day <laughs> no idea how He's up on the steroids, John. Jesus. <laughs> but I, I, it's the only I'm going to make it in this industry. But <laughs> but no, it was just uh, it was very unexpected. It's just sitting inside my car now while I work up the motivation to uh, decide whether it would be more of a pain in the ass to try and attach it or more costly to just you know buy and replace it that way. <sighs> Wow. Yeah, they'll probably they'll probably get you on one of those things. You'll be out next week due to the pegging. Um, <laughs> but good luck with that. Right. Uh, Ginger, did you have anything, pal? Uh, I mean, I had a migraine today, which I haven't had one in quite some time, and they fucking suck. But, yes, they did. Uh, and I have caseless shits. That's about it, buddy. All right. Well, good that. talk. Well, I actually, no, I, I went up to my storage unit. Um, over the weekend, and I brought home all my retro game stuff, and I'm in the process of setting that up, so that's pretty exciting. 
Nice. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis I'm actually looking forward to because I have Super WrestleMania for oh, it. Oh, there you so go. I'm going to fucking play that. And, you know, I had to buy a cable, but we're good to go now. Yeah. So definitely yeah, a huge I, plus. I, I experienced that when I tried to hook up my PlayStation 2. I had to buy like an adapter to make it yeah. work. But we got there. It's working. Yep. RCA HDMI, uh, all good. Yeah, speaking of gaming, uh, my PS5 finally arrived. Ordered on February 4th, it finally arrived this past weekend. Um, so thank you, Walmart. I felt like I could have got it from Wish.com faster. But eventually, <laughs> we did pull it. It would have been a cardboard box, though. Um, but we pulled it off. We got it all set up. We got the And the nice part is I got to take the four and move that down to my man cave. So now I have working apps because some of those apps oh, for the PlayStation yes. 3 yep. are brutal at this point. So yes. now I have all the entertainment apps at my disposal downstairs working, and that's good. Nice. And then, of course, because everything was going nice and smoothly, uh, last night in Massachusetts we had, like, a horrific windstorm, mm-hmm. uh, took down all sorts of shit. So I woke up this morning to find out that three entire panels of my fence had been ripped out of the ground and thrown halfway across my yard by the windstorm last night. So now I will get to replace those, dig those up. But, of course, it's way too fucking cold and the ground is still frozen, so I ain't digging anything up. So those are going to stay down for at least a month and a half or so. Um, (laughs) Wow. By which time baseball will have started, and there goes all my fucking free time. So Mm -hmm. that might be 1-800-HIRE-A-GUY. We'll have to see how that plays out. (laughs) Sure. But, uh, yeah, but for now, with, with that wind, dude, like I saw so many pictures today, like of people posting shit. Like uh, there was one in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, um, uh, took down like three uh, electric poles right down. Yeah, and oh yeah, th- that shit was not a fucking joke. I heard it was howling no, it was all night. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, I know the fences were up. It was up when I went to bed at eleven o'clock, and it was down by six forty-five. So. <laughs> Somewhere in that time frame, everything mm-hmm. went to hell in my backyard. Yeah, but oh, man. Um, you know the worst part of it is that we uh, we have a totally fenced-in backyard, so at night we can sort of just let the dog go out and do his thing before bed, and mm-hmm. you know he'll come back in, and we don't have to worry about it. But uh, now with the fence down, what ends up happening is we have to actually get dressed, put on shoes, and take him out on the leash. Fence <laughs> uh. doesn't always return home when he goes out on his own. Uh, you know, sometimes we have to chase him around and scare him back into the house, and <laughs> nobody wants to be doing that at 11 o'clock at night. So no. it's going to create a major inconvenience for the next month or so in that regard, but we'll we'll deal with it. It is what it is. And uh, I was apparently selected tonight to be a coach for my kids' baseball team again this year, so nice. uh, it's been nice knowing you run down, and we'll see you after baseball <laughs> season. Uh, no, hopefully, I mean, it's, hopefully there'll be a little more spaced out than last year because of obviously the restrictions. Hopefully we're starting on time this year and able to sort of play a full regular season rather than having to squeeze everything into a couple months like we did last year. So I don't know how much it'll affect my appearances on the show, but mm-hmm. it might be an excuse to get me to not have to watch Raw. I will yeah, take yeah. It. If there's just particularly <laughs> bad Raw, I'll just be like, oh, oh. man, baseball's just yeah. taking well, it out. Well, it's funny because the way his schedule is, basically he plays – so the majors in our town, they play games Monday night, Wednesday night, and Friday night, typically, and then Saturday evening. He's got AAU Saturday morning and then Sunday night. So it like when I say I have no free time, it's like Tuesday and Thursday, the only nights I have off, and even then I'm usually volunteering down at the field for the AAA games and helping out there. So, um, yeah, 
it's it's pretty much seven <laughs> days a week once it starts. So uh, we'll see how my availability looks at that point. But uh, but yeah, so that's it for us. Now uh, I guess that leaves us. We've we've avoided for as long as we can. We're gonna have to start talking about some wrestling, boys. And before we get Aww. to the week that was in the WWE, let's take a take a tour around the world of professional wrestling and talk a little bit about the news going on. And uh, I wanted to talk about this story because I found it really, I guess, nice. Um, I woke, I think it was Saturday, uh, to the news story that uh, at a show for, I guess it's Lariato Pro Wrestling on Saturday in Texas, uh, was was taped for Impact Plus. Loretto? It's not Loretto like the town. It's uh, L-A-R-I-A-T-O. Laredo is the town. Lariato? That's what I said. That's why. I, that's why I said it that way. You read it. You read letters the same. Hey, way hey, all right, all right. Okay. Just continue with this. Only on the rundown do we correct each other while agreeing with each other. Hey, it's just how we roll. Well, that's kind of what Sal does. I figured I'd take his take my time with it today. No, listen. For those of you that listened last, week, I'm going to give Sal some credit. Nobody on this network just doggedly sticks to a point when they've been proven wrong repeatedly, like Sal does. I appreciate the hustle. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> uh, like I said, the show was taped for Impact Plus, and it featured the return of Big Cass and Enzo as a unit as they came out to the assistance of Hernandez. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen the pictures, go seek them out because, man, Big Cass is yoked. This dude has gotten himself into some fantastic shape. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually commented on his return. Uh, on Twitter, saying, after a long journey filled with enormous amount of self-reflection, I now start my journey towards redemption. Thank you, at Big LG, Luke Gallows, for the opportunity. And thank you to everyone for continuing to believe in me. Straight out of step 12. So, um, obviously a reference to his, his um, you know, substance abuse issues. And those seem to have been better. We've, it just seems like every time since they split up on the main roster... There's been just nothing good that's happened for Cass. And some of that, a lot of that, I guess, by his own creation. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that, I'm sure, probably related to the substance abuse issues. But he seems to be trying to work hard to get himself on track. And I hopefully, you know, those things turn around for him. And I'll tell you, if you look at this picture of him, uh, Vince McMahon is probably ejaculating in his private bathroom <laughs> and trying to find a way to sign this guy. Because he's damn near seven feet tall, and now he's jacked as fuck. Mm. Um, <laughs> there you go. Ginger, are you uh, interested in the possibility of a big cast return, maybe to WWE somewhere down the road? No. I, okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I said this at many APW shows and got into arguments with Big Woody about it. I didn't like Cass at all. Like He, he didn't do it for me at all, and he was fucking garbage. And that's originally where the gag that this sucks between Bugsy and Woody came from. Because I was so... Don't get me wrong. I'm happy he got in shape. And, you know, it looks to be, you know, like he possibly could get out of the demon stage. So, cool. But unless he changes up the way he does stuff, for me, he didn't do it. So, but good for him. Okay. John, you uh, you have any interest in Cass' return? I'd be willing to see how it goes. Like, I, I, my problem with Cass was always that I was never an Enzo guy, and they were always like linked. Uh, mm. So, like, 
I don't find Enzo entertaining particularly, uh, but I feel like you could do something with Cass. I feel like when they tried, it wasn't great because it was him like making fun of Daniel Bryan for being short or something right. like that. Which, but that that feels like you know bad creative more than him being like a problem necessarily. So I I would at least be down to see what he does. Like, and call honestly, him short, and right? Let's see, what is Daniel Bryan? Call him Shorty B. There you and, go. Okay. And honestly, D-B. at this point, even though I'm not an Enzo guy. I would welcome a fucking tag team. Like, oh, I think um, they were definitely at their best as a unit, truthfully. Oh, agreed. Like, their feud was fucking atrocious. But that said, I think the thing with me for Cass is that he was always portrayed as this giant, but he was always so, like, he, he looked out of shape. Yeah, he and had, like, Baron Corbin body. Even worse, I think. It, it just so... For giants, I think you want them to look physically intimidating, and he just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, now he does, apparently. So, yeah, and, he, and he's got that fucking like wild man beard thing going yeah. on too. No, it's like, it's a good look for him, um, and that could definitely help him. I think he's charismatic. I think he has a presence in the ring and on the microphone, and I think that could be useful. Um, like I said, I, I, Enzo is what Enzo is, but I think they worked their best as a unit in a company that's severely lacking for tag teams i think they'd be a nice they might be a nice little get for them um you know the other side of it is if they do and vince sees cast looking like this how long do you think it is before they redo the split you know that's the problem is that they can help himself from breaking up tag teams just bring back cast then like yeah exactly fair point if you're just gonna split them then you know enzo like he basically just brings mike stuff and you know, for me, he's not my cup of tea, but I appreciate that there are a lot of people who find, like, what he does entertaining, but he is fucking trash in the ring. Yeah, exactly. Um, he did manage to almost kill himself by doing a rope spot, which is not something a lot of people are able to do. It takes a special kind of talent. And one of my favorite things... Yes. One of my favorite things in the, uh, prior to the pandemic was sitting in the locker room at APW and just listening to Simon Gotch go on and on and on about how much he hated Enzo More and all the moments that he told him he was a fucking idiot. It was If you ever have a chance to sit down and talk to this guy, just mention Enzo's name and he will go off for a good hour and a half. That's um, good. That's my yeah, kind of exactly. guy right there. <laughs> um, so moving on to some non- WWE related news. Uh, interesting thing happening in New Japan is they have announced that they are going to unify the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship, uh, creating one super champion with Kota Ibushi that will, of course, uh, I believe, from what I read, there will be a new championship belt, too. Um, All will be um, revealed, I guess, at an upcoming show. Uh, What did they say when the show was? April 4th. They'll be presenting him with a new title prior to Sakura Genesis, which is on April 4th. Um, this would make that John Moxley's IWGP United States Championship now the second biggest prize in New Japan wrestling. So interesting how that sort of shifted to a title that you know isn't defended a lot because Moxley has it. And surprisingly, actually, Moxley held on to it. I think a lot of people thought Kenta was going to beat him uh, on the show. I think it was the 14th, and uh, Moxley ended up... I think it was uh, Moxley ended up pinning him with the Death Rider. So, um, 
you know, obviously that that helps with the uh, AEW relationship. But uh, this is a title that has a lot of lineage, though. I mean, it's been like twenty some odd years. I'm sorry, the the heavyweight title is thirty four years of lineage, actually. So th- this title goes back to Stan Hansen, Hulk Hogan, Antonio Inoki. So it's sort of big news that that belt is sort of going away at this point. Um, I don't know how much you guys follow uh, New Japan Wrestling, but uh, any interest in this story and seeing where, where they go from here? You know, I, 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 go on. I was just going to say, uh, I'm, I, I try to keep an ear to the ground with what's happening with New Japan because it seems like they do interesting stuff, but I, and I would like to have the time to, uh, to be more aware. But like I'm sure I'll hear hear about it, and you know, I am vaguely interested, but I simply d- don't have the requisite time to really dig in as much as I'd like to with New Japan. Yeah, I'm kind of not saying about. I follow sort of the storylines and the major pay per view events and stuff, but I wish I had more time to, to devote to it because mm-hmm. the the in ring product is fantastic, um, and the way they tell stories without having to have you know 20 minute vignettes and people throwing up black sludge and it's amazing <laughs> how you can do that when you just take two superior athletes and put them in the ring and let them have a great match. But, uh, yeah, I- I'm interested to see how this happens. And of course, interesting piece of trivia as we retire the IWGP intercontinental championship. Either of you know who the first IWGP intercontinental champion was? The, no, nobody. No, that would be I- MVP. MVP oh. was the first intercontinental champion of New Japan. So, interesting. Yeah, a nice little solid as we WWE rundown and ties us all back. Uh, Ginger, let's talk a little NXT news because uh, you and I will be talking uh, do we, do about we this. Do we have to? Come Thursday. Oh well, we'll get to that one later. I'm going to start with the smaller story oh, okay. because the <laughs> story that we saw in storyline last week, they talked about how the grizzled young vets had attacked. Um, MSK backstage and the title match appeared in jeopardy. Uh, it comes to it comes to our knowledge this week that the reason behind that was that Wesley actually did break his hand in the match with Grizzled Young Vets at Takeover in the Dusty Cup Finals. Uh, so apparently on one of the dives, I don't know specifically which one, but uh, he will be out for a little while. And I guess it sort of sucks for all the momentum they had built, but. It'll give their title shot a little more standing on its own, and it won't be sort of playing alongside the women's title one too. But yeah. uh, but it definitely sucks because they were uh, they were full steam ahead with MSK, and I hope this doesn't uh, cause any problems in that run, Ginger. No, I, I think we'll be okay. And this was the one that I was upset about a moment ago. But yeah, it's it's super shitty. Like I hate when people get hurt. I mean, this this sucks because they were really pushing them guys. And I hate when people get a decent push and then they get injured. It's always different when they come back. Hence, carrying Cross is a prime example. You know, me, me and you have to discuss this with him. Like, I think last week was okay, but the weeks prior were just kind of like meh. But yeah. you know, it 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 brings them down a little bit every single fucking time, and it sucks. It doesn't bring them down as much as working with Elias, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah. Uh, John, have you caught up with uh, MSK yet? Um, I if listening to NXT Rundown counts as ca- catching up with MSK, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I actually meant to watch uh, last week's episode, and I probably still will at some point because you guys sold me on the Cameron Grimes stuff. Um, 
But uh, no, I have not gotten a chance to. Uh, I don't think I've watched any uh, any NXT in a couple months. Like I go need to get back into it. Go seek out the video clip of them eating popcorn with Beth Phoenix. That's all yes. you really need to see. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. But, Best thing I've seen on NXT in a long time. Yep. Uh, at least the thing that made me laugh the most. <laughs> um, AEW, bringing back a little old school feel to professional wrestling. Now, I don't know about you guys. I'm a little bit older than you guys. But when I was a kid, it was like one of those big cool things. Is like when WWE would do a pay-per-view, they would do it on closed circuit TV. And you could go to like movie theaters mm-hmm. and watch the yeah. pay-per-views. It's been a long time since they did that. But apparently AEW is bringing it back for this coming Sunday's Revolution pay-per-view. Um Movie theater, AEW has decided to partner up with Cinemark Theaters. Uh, in a press release, they said AEW, the new professional wrestling league, I hate that they say it that way, uh, taking the world by storm, is teaming with Cinemark Theaters to show the highly anticipated AEW Revolution pay-per-view. Highly anticipated should be in quotation marks. Uh, in select theaters, Sunday, March 7th, fans can purchase tickets for $20 at Cinemark.com to experience Revolution on the giant screen. $20? While relishing white knuckle action on screen, white knuckle, we have very different. <laughs> uh, fans can also enjoy unbeatable deals on concessions, including a large soda and medium popcorn combo for right. $5. $2 draft beer, which is actually a good deal. That's, that's well, yeah, it depends on how big. Movie yeah, but how big are the glass? Are they the small plastic ones? Who knows? Uh, and $1 off of a chicken sandwich or hot dog. So in this case, between the white knuckling and the $1 off, you are likely to get a hot dog and a handshake at AEW Revolution. <laughs> yeah. in Dude, took that right out of my brain because I was going <laughs> to say the same fucking thing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, interesting timing for this to me. Um Obviously, I, I love the idea of bringing back sort of the closed-circuit pay-per-view events. I actually went to a couple in my youth. I, I had a fucking blast. That was, it's sort of great. You're watching it. It's almost like you're there because you're watching it with a group of strangers like you would be if you had a ticket to the event. But, um, you know, you're, you don't have to pay sort of the hundreds, hundreds of dollars for a ticket to go be there. But you're sharing the experience with other fans, and that's always sort of makes it a little bit better but uh you guys ever partake in a closed circuit experience with a professional wrestling event i never had the pleasure of doing so unfortunately well i did go to hooters one time and watch a pay-per-view but i don't know if that counts (laughs) um actually i think nobody uh, goes to hooters for wings (laughs) no they go there for wrestling please tell me you get that reference ginger yeah of course i get that okay okay yeah. Uh, but no, um, what a convenient title for that cinema, huh? Well, read that again, Jason. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cinemark. You AEW stands, go ahead and go to your Cinemark station and have fun. I, I, I gotta say, I think it's critical. I'm just in the era of COVID, I'm not sure it's necessarily the right time to bring this back because. I mean, granted, it's not going to be their fault, and I'm sure there will be some safety protocols. But if, oh, if yeah. all you're going to hear in the press is if there's an outbreak, is like oh, AEW's yeah. pay-per-view event causes outbreak, and yeah. like I don't know if it's the right time to sort of be branded into that. But I like the idea. I like sort of the feeling, mm-hmm. and, and and you know we've talked. Uh, Cody's Cody's big on that old school wrestling stuff. He inherited that from his dad, and this is sort of part of maybe bringing back this tradition. And I I do like that. So. 
I know people people get shocked when I give AEW credit because I give AEW credit way more than people acknowledge on this network or show. But um, I have no problem saying when I think they do something cool, and I think this is sort of a cool thing. I just question the oh, timing, yeah. but I think it's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, fantastic. The thing, you're, the thing you're running into is the fact that like the people who really like AEW view anything other than like unanimous praise as like a slight. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody's so. And to be fair, NXT fans are sort of the same way. Everybody's just so butthurt that other people might like something else, and like it's fine. <laughs> like let people just like what they're happy with, and that's all. We say that all the time. Was it uh, for some reason you like Raw week to week? Uh, more power to you. Yeah, that no, one no, I'll no. never get. Yeah, we're not arguing about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of other options that you might have if you don't like Raw, uh, the NWA today confirmed their return as they will be holding a pay-per-view on march 21st and nwa power resumes on march 23rd uh they said in a tweet on march 21st nwa is back on fight back for the attack is the first pay-per-view event horrible name of nwa in 2021 and will be big and historic the event features nwa world heavyweight champion nick aldis nwa stars thunder rosa aaron stevens trevor murdoch elijah burke aka the pope tim storm camille brickhouse and many more shout um, out to nwa mike by the way okay there you go uh billy corgan the president of uh, NWA said what a what I didn't anticipate was how much people would love the format and want more of it and not less of it in our downtime we did a fan survey and the number one thing was don't get rid of power we were never in any financial peril we were totally on growth pattern the plan for last year before things kind of hit the skids was to start pivoting we were in discussions with Live Nation about running live events to help bring in revenue and expand who was watching the product it was more about growing pain stuff but we didn't have any problems internally with the product um so oh by the way for anyone interested corgan was also asked about working with tony khan says he's had nothing but great things uh to de- in dealing with tony khan said obviously the company's been down and he's helped keep the brand in people's minds and he's been a great friend in that way so you know we talk about the the cooperation of AEW with other brands and it does benefit and it's certainly helped out the nwa brand having their title on television while they're on hiatus so um the, the problem I think you're going to run into here is that the NWA pay-per-view is targeted, I believe, at $29.99 on pay-per-view um, for a brand that has lost some of their bigger stars and Ricky Starks and now L.A. Knight uh, to NXT. It might be a tougher sell with no real build and nothing going on. Like we said, Power is returning. So, th- so Power is returning on March 23rd. They're doing a pay-per-view on March 21st. So there's no build for this pay-per-view, and the show doesn't return until two days after. I think they might have a bit of a hard time with a buy rate on this pay-per-view. I'm just guessing. Cool. That, that seems fair. Um, I I don't know. You'd, you'd like to see it succeed just because more places like that are successful gives you know wrestlers more opportunity to find like work, but... Yeah, I can't say that I follow the product at all. Um, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Wade Barrett did commentary for them before, right? Wade Barrett, uh, Jim Cornette, they had had run a group of announcers out there. I just bring up Wade Barrett because they're probably really fucking pissed that he left, but... Uh, I mean, they could have signed him to an exclusive, they didn't, so... 
That's up to them. Wade Barrett was also supposed to debut for Lucha Underground, and then they shut up, closed up shop. So stuff happens. What are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, so like like to uh, John's point, the more places there are for the boys to work, the happier I am. So mm-hmm. good, good for them. Um, here's one that I think Ginger's gonna like. I don't know if you've seen this story yet. Um, so Pat McAfee, who has developed a place in the hearts of Ginger and I, despite Ginger <laughs> hating him at the very beginning, and now Ginger likes him actually. Um, AEW had posted a tweet with about Shaquille O'Neal claiming that their mixed tag match on Dynamite this week will outdo all other celebrity matches. Uh, this led Pat McAfee to tweet, "It won't." <laughs> <laughs> To which Miro of AEW quote tweeted McAfee and then said, he said celebrity. Now, of course, trying to take a shot at McAfee and saying he's not really a celebrity. Um, now, granted, Pat McAfee's not necessarily got Shaq's profile, no. but I would say Pat McAfee's got certainly a higher profile in, in, in the world than Miro does. Um, but. Pat McAfee being Pat McAfee did an amazing job of taking what was supposed to be a rip from Miro and turning it into this. Hey, Miro, you're right. And considering me a wrestler is one of the greatest compliments I've ever received in my life. (laughs) I will always look back on the time that we spent in the RV together as one of the most electrifying moments in my life. And now that you're coming to my defense here, not only winning Rookie of the Year in the year-end awards, but now fellow wrestlers that I have a lot of respect for saying that I am not a celebrity, but I am a wrestler. That means a lot. So thank you, Miro. Thank you. Whew, that's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Oh, this guy is such a worker. The way he turned that around. Fucking amazing. Good job, Pat McAfee. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I've, you know, like Jason said before, I hated this guy when he first came in, but boy, this is good stuff. This is such good, good shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm all for this, and I love how it's like. He can do that shit because he wants to, and he is good at it. So, fuck it. Keep going. Keep going, McAfee. 100%. John, any thoughts on Pat McAfee and uh, Miro? Um, Miro sucks. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> I would venture to say that McAfee has a higher profile on NXT when he shows up once, you know, every couple months than Miro has on AEW every single week. So there might be a little bit of fuel and jealousy there. I mean, like I said, we've talked about in the past. Like, for Miro, maybe the grass wasn't greener. Because yeah. I don't feel like he's being used a whole lot better. And maybe, like I said, he's happier than great, more power to him. But certainly from a notoriety and use standpoint, I don't think it's necessarily translated. But that is for Miro to decide what makes him happy. One thing that doesn't necessarily make me happy is the rumors floating around today... And Ginger, I don't know how you felt about this. We haven't actually talked about this yet. There is the rumor circulating that beginning in April, NXT will move to Tuesday nights. Now, this is an unsubstantiated report by a podcast. Um, this podcast does have a history sometimes of breaking news. So um, I forget the name off the top of my head. Um, and I don't care enough to publicize them to look it up. So, uh, <laughs> But, but uh, Ginger, how would you feel if the black and gold brand closed up shop on Wednesdays and moved themselves to Tuesdays? I'd be okay with it. Okay. Because then you don't have to hear the fucking stands uh, 
Ooh. Oh, dude, they're going to be insufferable. <laughs> we booted you off. We won Wednesday Night Wars. You remember? Yeah, that, that'll be the shit for a while. You know that. Yeah, but then you just hit them with, no, you fucks. That's all I say. No, you fucks. <laughs> That's all I do. No, you fucks. But, uh, no, it's... I like it because... Uh, we got... So, Tuesdays. What What is on television on Tuesdays? Whatever airs on a Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if Impact's on TV, but I feel it, like they, they're they on TV. They do. Impact they do is, air yeah. on Tuesday, yep. So, well, it's now, now we're have the Tuesday, Tuesday Night, Night Wars. Wars. <laughs> the Tuesday Night Wars as NXT goes head-to-head with AEW Dark. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, Raw's going to go head-to-head with AEW Dark Elevation in the big show on Monday nights. So, Ooh. just... Wars taking place all over the place, seriously. And if you don't count those India numbers, man, AEW dominates. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, I I go back and forth, and we sort of thought this was a possibility with mm-hmm. USA perhaps join, getting the rights to the NHL and yeah, Wednesday uh, night nat- um, national hockey night. Yeah. Um, we sort of knew this possibility existed, and I'm sure people will, if if you want to support AEW and, and sort of wave their flag, you will consider this a victory. If you support NXT, you will say, you know, we had no choice. The network decided to move them. So it sort of depends on which side of the aisle you come down on. To me, it really doesn't matter. Um, for me, I like watching both shows, and it's going to make it easier for me to watch both shows. So. I'm okay with that. And uh, Ginger, you have no excuse now to watch to not watch AEW, so we're going to hold you to that. Oh. And, uh, John, you're going to become a regular on AEW Rundown next. Next, that's the. I mean, the more likely thing is that, uh, like, if NXT is on Tuesday and NXT Rundown started rec- recording on Wednesday, it would be easier for me to occasionally pop in there. There you go. Oh, we'll do that. We'll make that work. Like I said, baseball season's coming up. I don't know how often I'm going to be around. So. <laughs> that, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> now, like, I, I did broach the topic with Lisa uh, about moving to our magic, and she was not super receptive. So I'll work on it. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> fair enough. We'll see. Work your magic. But, uh, exactly. My twat magic, if you will. Um, we have uh, we've run out of our news stories, so I guess... Inevitably, we must now discuss the thing we have come here to talk about, the week of wrestling, WWE Centrified. The good. The bad. So we will start off with SmackDown, and we're going to go, because I don't know how long it's going to be before he has to run to the bathroom. Ginger, what was your good <laughs> from SmackDown? My good from SmackDown. All right. Um, honorable mention. Uh, the big swing. No, no, no. Don't do honorable mentions until everyone else has, oh, has done Oh, fine. That. But I, if you guys pass me, if I'm pooping, I won't be able to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the new Apollo Crews. I don't necessarily enjoy the gimmick behind it. He can't just be bad Apollo Crews. He's got to have some kind of gimmick to it. I don't like that portion. Uh, he really won't have to do much to change his style all that much. He just can't flip around. That's about it. But he does other shit. But um, I think this is going to be a good move for him. It will give him a little 
a little, little something different for him to see how he does. And I kind of liked what he showed on Friday. So let's, uh, I'm for it. I'm, I'm, so I'm I, good. This was on my list as well, and this was sort of, we had talked about it on the show a while back that I thought this was the beginning of sort of a heel push for Apollo when this first started. And I'm actually happy to see that come to fruition because this is, this is Uha nation. This is the character he played on the Indies that got him assigned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nigerian royalty, this is sort of his thing and he does it really well. And what we didn't see a lot in this promo is over the top smiling Apollo, which has yes. been sort of the thing that's killed his character for so long. Um, and now he's adopting this. Now, my only concern, and my wife pointed this out as we were watching it, is the fuck do you mean he's from Nigeria? You've told us for years he's from Stone Mountain, Georgia. So I think maybe Jake the Snake Roberts sued him because he's the only wrestler allowed to be from Stone Mountain, Georgia. But, um, no, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how things play out with this angle. And this might be the thing that propels Apollo into mm-hmm. that higher tier that we've thought his work would translate to a while ago. Yeah. John, do you, do you like this or? Oh, I'm on board. Uh, I, uh, this was also one of my goods. I, I went in the span of a month from not giving a shit about him on any level to hoping that he picks up the intercontinental title. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Why do you hate Big E? (laughs) It's not that I hate Big E. I'm just not the biggest fan of, like, the... I mean, he's... There's less of it now, but, like, the New Day shtick, like, is not my thing. Like, I like I like serious Biggie. I don't love comedy Biggie, although sometimes he, he gets chuckle. Cool. Uh, by the way, go check out the WWE 24, I think it is, special, or yeah. diary or something on yeah. Biggie that uh, got released this week. It's fantastic. Excellent, excellent documentary. Those 24 WWE 24 things are always awesome. Um, they, they do the documentary stuff, the 24s, the 365, mm-hmm. the day ofs. All those are usually excellent and, and great behind-the-scenes stuff. So yeah. definitely go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, jo- uh, John, what was your good from SmackDown this week? So I have a couple, couple aside from the one that was mentioned. Uh, this one, I'm going to go with one that I wasn't expecting to go with, which is... Uh, if what we're getting for out of Seth Rollins is like a comedy version of his stupid ass gimmick, I think I can live with that. Okay. Like okay. if, if, if he's sort of like getting pie in his face for acting like, you know, playing that Messiah ish role, I, I feel like that, that dynamic works for me and I didn't expect it to. Okay. I, I actually was really, I thought this was a much, much better promo for mm-hmm. Rollins than, than in previous weeks. I feel like there was less Messiah here and more sort of uh, shitbag heel. And I think that's a better better sort of role for him. Um, and I know what Ginger, I, I, I sort of heard the start of what Ginger's mm-hmm. honorable mention was. So I won't I won't take that from you, Ginger. I will let you bring that one up when I talk when I go to you. Um, but no, I definitely I, I was very critical of Rollins' promo last week and the week before. I really enjoyed his promo this week with Cesaro. I thought they did a really nice job together. Uh, Ginger, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> honorable mention: uh, the big swing to Seth was fucking gold. Yes, he swings him out of his jacket. That was the be- <laughs> good part. And then. <laughs> Fucking, it made me die laughing. They kept the microphone live, and you hear a set going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. And, 
bought me wicked bad. And he, how the he, fuck Cesaro didn't get dizzy and fall over after that is beyond me. Though. Dude, that was, especially on the second time around, he was going yeah. fucking fast. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing I was impressed with coming out of that uh, was like usually people will like brace their head when they're in it. And yeah. Seth was just sort of like doing the comical, like waving <laughs> his arms around thing, like really yeah. trying to sell. And I don't know, it worked. And, I, I was not expecting thing, Seth to work for me. <laughs> no, and that's one thing I think people don't necessarily give Seth enough credit for is that he's been throughout his time in WWE very good at getting his opponent over. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's sort of a skill he's always had. Is he always makes his opponent feel important, which is something I feel like a lot of guys don't necessarily do these days. And it's I said I've said it on the show before. I'll say it again. If you're telling me your opponent is a piece of shit and doesn't matter, then what good does it do you when you beat him? It doesn't make you feel any better. But if you're if you're Rollins and you're putting your opponent over and making him feel like a super big deal, then when you beat him, you're a bigger deal for beating that guy. So right. um, I feel like not enough of that happens in wrestling, and guys need to put over their opponents more. Uh, and I thought he did a great job there. Um, so going from Rollins, I am going to say my good this week I know this is going to shock everybody, was uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan's promo to open SmackDown um, for a couple reasons. I love when Roman came out, and he did this with uh, with Ro- uh, not Ron, um, Owens a couple weeks ago. Like I-, I like Edge. Edge is a great guy. Edge is a great family man. I don't want to have to do this to him. And this is the same thing he did. Like Roman's portraying like, I'm a good guy. These assholes are just getting in my face and coming after me, and I have to defend myself. Like, that's the, the character Roman's playing. And I actually think it's great because the best heels are the ones that feel like they're they're just in their motivation. Um, we talked about it a while ago. Like, if you equate it to, like, if you're a fan of, of the Avengers movies, like, Thanos was the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the galaxy and killed a bunch of people. But he did it because he thought it was the best way to make life better for everyone else. So there was a, a legitimate motivation behind the bad guy that you could sit there and see mm-hmm. and say, oh, I, I could sort of get that. And with Roman, it's sort of the same thing. And I'm not just saying this because he wears the gold gauntlet now, but, uh, <laughs> but with Roman, his, his whole thing is I'm, I'm protecting my family, I'm making my family line, my bloodline strong, and blah, blah, blah. So there is a nobility to what he's doing. He's just doing it in a shitbag way, and I think that makes for the best heels. And then Brian coming out and doing the very coy, as some people might say it was cowardly to attack. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not saying that. But some people are talking about that. I thought that was great. I thought these two played off each other really, really well. Obviously, we're headed here for Fastlane. I thought uh, Brian and Jay actually worked pretty well in their match, too. I just didn't wasn't crazy about the ending. Um, but I see where they're going. And even Edge got incorporated this as they dropped sort of a, just as a sort of aside, not even a major thing, that the plan for the pay-per-view was going to be Edge and Brian versus Jay and Roman. And now Brian is sort of trying to upend that and make it a title match and take the potential title match for Roman away from Edge. So they, they built a lot of layers into this story mm-hmm. in just one. one. And, and the thing that blows my mind is that a lot of the same people writing SmackDown are writing Raw. And why can't we get good fucking stories like this? But uh, but yeah, I thought this whole this whole thing was really good this week. So one one thing I want to add to that is I like how Edge didn't get involved at the end 
with this whole thing because then it kind of takes away from the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns thing right now. So I'm glad they didn't have him go out there and I don't want to say steal the whole thing, but at the same time it kind of would like take you off of it a little bit. So I'm glad they did that portion and just left Shift it there. Shift focus, yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. So, hundred percent. John, how did you like Roman and Brian this week? Uh, that was that was my other good. Um, and uh, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Daniel Bryan, and I kind of forgot when he was putzing around with Otis, like how much I do actually like Daniel Bryan, like because <laughs> I just got tired of seeing seeing those like workout things, and I know there were people were finding them funny but i it wasn't my thing but yeah this was good i i agree with you like the way that he was delivering like you know the the some of the people in the back are saying that like it was it was excellent yeah um and i love that he he was pushing roman's buttons too like for a guy who says he wants to be the main event i don't know why you'd want to defend your title second on the show like (laughs) right it's just all these little things he dropped that were so true to the character and, and, and just really great shots of the character Roman's portrayed. Um, the only question I have really is from here, do we think that we're looking at this just being a one pay-per-view thing, or do we think this is going to end up as a triple threat between Brian Edge and Roman at Mania? I mean, I could see it happening. I say that only because my, my, my plan or my idea was that we were going to end up with, with Brian and Seth at Mania, and now it looks like the Cesaro thing might might drag all the way to Mania, and I'll mm-hmm. say drag is a negative. It just it might carry on that long. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna need something high profile for Brian to do at Mania, and maybe this is maybe this is the build towards that, and where they worked Edge into it, it just made me think maybe that's where we're headed. It's a possibility. I, I mean, I'd be in on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just I understand why, but at the same time. I, I'm kind of done with triple threat main events at Mania. But it's Mania. You know, it's yeah, going to happen. But still, I, I, like for undercard titles, yeah. But top title, I think, should be one-on-one, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't I necessarily mean, disagree with that. Yeah, the I, I enjoyed Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Benoit. But after that, they should have never did it again. <sighs> okay. So. Um, well, if you don't have... A program that's super hot and you just want to throw as many stars in there as you can to try to make some heat create some heat that way i can understand it but yeah in a business perspective yes as a mark perspective i don't like it (laughs) okay fair enough all right anybody have anything else to add to the goods for smackdown um no um this is okay. just a very tiny little thing, but uh, Baron Corbin surprisingly popped me when uh, they did that backstage segment with him and Sami Zayn, and like Sami was talking about the conspiracy, yeah. and then he says the 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 mystery I want to unravel is why we're teaming together, and I was like, okay, that was actually kind of funny. At this moment, we are all Baron Corbin because none of right. us know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, he was just Baron Corbin, but for one shining moment, I was like, oh, that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> All right. Well, since you uh, you talked about Baron Corbin, let's uh, have you start off, John. What was your bad from SmackDown? Because that's usually involving Cor- it's usually where Corbin ends up. Uh, can we fucking stop like pushing Tamina? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's my what the fuck, which was Tamina beats Liv Morgan. Oh, that's my. Uh, is one of my bads right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John, have at it. Like, it's, 
and granted, I I'm probably like the largest Liv Morgan mark on the network, but for fuck's sake, man, Tamina's terrible. And she could barely get Liv Morgan, who's not big, up for that fucking slam. Like it was like this match was fucking hot trash. And Tamina is hot trash. And I think they're maybe pivoting like they're trying to have her like be the postmania feud for whoever wins between Bianca and Sasha, because why the fuck else would they be building her up? But no, I don't want to see that. Like I want her to fucking retire. It was it was like less than a year ago that Tamina was in the women's championship match at WrestleMania. Just think about that for a right. second. Um, but yeah, I, I look. I there's a reason it's on my what the fuck here because you have so many talented women. Why we insist on continuously hey. pushing Tamina and Natalia and all these women who don't have the talent to do it? You have. You could call up half of the NXT roster who are almost all better in ring and still have a great women's roster in NXT and improve the quality of the women's roster on the main roster. I I don't understand what the insistence of a good chunk of the women in this division who are not as good as the women they have down in NXT are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, inexplicably, on... Mickey James can't fucking buy TV time. Ah, ah, she's a the legend one who's now. actually good. Yeah, she's with the, she's lumped in with the legends now. Unreal. Um, yeah. So my bad is why it, why is Tamina on my TV screen? <laughs> uh, let alone getting a fucking win. You have a locker room filled with unused women. Uh, where was Bailey this week? Not on SmackDown. Where was uh, Billy Kay? Nowhere. Uh, I mean, we're gonna uh, Billy Kay. I'm not sure it's much better in ring than the other guy, the the other two. But she she's still he better than Tamina. Is better than fucking Tamina. And yeah, but you know what? She isn't. She's not Mina. And you know how I know that? Because nobody meaner than Tamina. Oh my god! They said it like twenty fucking times during this match <laughs> too. And I mean, Carmella, you're supposed to be pushing her as his top heel. Have her beat the shit out of Liv. I don't okay. want to fucking see Tamina or Natalia, old pussy fart herself, on my fucking TV screen at all. I'm done with it. It's uh, it's interesting that you brought up Carmella, because my bad from SmackDown this week was that Reginald is still fucking involved in the Women's Championship program. Oh. <laughs> because as we have the biggest moment of women's wrestling in the week, and Bianca Belair comes out and she's set to make her decision... She's interrupted not by Sasha, not by Carmella, but by Reginald. What the fuck? Now, the only thing I can think of, the only thing that would make this sort of okay and not even really is, I think I mentioned this in the host read, is if the point of this is that Reginald is, Sasha is aligned with Reginald, this is going to be part of a heel turn so that Bianca goes into Mania as the face against the the better version of Sasha, which is heel Sasha, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess. But 
I am so fucking sick of the women's division in SmackDown revolving around Reginald. This is right. ridiculous, and this is a bad look for a company that has spent so much time trying to portray themselves as the the bastion of women's wrestling. But I don't know if you got how you guys felt about that. Uh, one one sentence here. Get Reginald the fuck out of the women's title picture, please. That was in my bads <laughs> list, dude. Get no, okay. He doesn't need to be in there at all. He brings nothing. No! Like, th- this has got to be leading to something, because if they just fade it out and it turns into nothing, what the fuck was the point? There wasn't one. There isn't one. <laughs> That's the thing. No. That's the problem here. So get him the fuck out of that picture, please. Please. Agreed, 100%. Uh, John, yours? Your yeah, opinion I'm, on Reginald? I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with you guys. Like, like he hasn't done anything impressive, like in any like unless you like flipping without taking a bump, like which <laughs> doesn't really do anything for me. But um, like the, when he's been in ring, it's been boring. When he talks, it's been bad. Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, we can't find TV time for Alistair Black, but we can get Reginald on SmackDown every week. Go or Murphy. Go do that fucking math if you want. Alright. Anybody have anything else from SmackDown that they want to bring up before we um, move along? Um, no, I think... I, I, think I had a rapid fire, what the fuck, which is uh, Edge apparently doesn't remember how the Royal Rumble works, bitching about someone getting a title shot before him at Mania. Yeah. Like, that pack fucking happens literally every year. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was were- it. You were 100% okay with waiting until after Elimination Chamber. So, right. You know. It, it definitely didn't make a ton of sense. Nope, not at all. But uh, that's a great segue, John, because as we talk about things that don't make sense, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. And we are going to start things what? off with... I didn't get my what the fuck, man. Oh, sorry. I thought you had already said it. My nope. fault. Go ahead. Nope. Nope. John, did you get your what the fuck in there yet? That, that wasn't. Oh, okay. That's why um, I said when anybody has anything else to say about SmackDown, that would have uh, been a good time to say, I that, have my what the fuck. What, what, what was the the partial scroll when um they were showing Apollo Crews out back? Did you, did you guys catch that? I don't think so. So there was a scroll on the bottom of the screen, and it disappeared real quick because it was fucked up because it said, still to come, Roman Reigns and Goldberg contract signing. Huh. Okay. It was a that. quick flash. Yep, it was one of it's still to come. Roman Reigns and Goldberg contract signing. Well, fuck! I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is up with that? Because I'm, I'm... Wins... so I got it. Daniel Bryan wins the title because Goldberg interferes and takes out Reigns. So Goldberg takes on Reigns, and Daniel Bryan defends against Edge at WrestleMania. Just getting the graphic ready. Like I, I was like, why, why is that scrolling? It was a quick flash on the bottom of the screen and white bolt, and they wouldn't save them from last year. So, no. well, you say that, but we've <laughs> talked about the Seth Rollins intro video uh, yeah. several times on here, so yeah. you never know what they save on the fucking thing. Like it was just weird. CGI. I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? It, what did that say? And then I rewound it, paused it, and I said, yep, still to come. So, we'll okay. see what, if that leads to anything. 
Oh, much like Ginger, still to come. Anything else, Ginger? Are you good? No, I'm good now. Sorry about that. I don't, I don't have quite the segue of making no sense to go to Raw, but let's talk about Monday Night Raw, and I am going to lead off with my good from Monday Night Raw, because this was beautifully enjoyable, and I spent a good chunk of the night on Twitter. The Miz and Lashley story that they told throughout the course of Raw and the tears from the IWC that it generated. Because the way this happened is that they told us that at 9 o'clock we're going to get this title match. And then at 9 o'clock we didn't get the title match. And then they said at 10 o'clock we're going to get this title match. And then we got the title match, but it was a countout. And then they said, oh, well, you know, we're going to find the Miz. We're going to make this happen before the end of the show. And then they did, and Bobby Lashley went on to win the heavyweight championship at WWE, which is awesome for him and mm-hmm. something that uh, I think Ginger particularly did not expect to happen because he told us how much he hated Lashley not that long ago. Um, but I, I said at the time, pair him up with MVP and yep. watch him take off, and that's exactly what happened, and it was fantastic to watch, not just because I was right, but because it's awesome to watch. But the thing I enjoyed most was as I'm watching this story develop, all I'm reading and, and – and then John Alba, who's a reporter, covers wrestling, he works up in Limitless as sort of a manager heel, um, just kept tweeting, this is horrible for your ratings, This is good bait. you're bait and switching your audience, you're, this is why AEW is better, and blah, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting back at him, and I'm like, dude, this is wrestling psychology 101, you're like, the chicken shit heel is trying to get out of the title, yeah, but you don't have to tell people at exactly what time and get them to tune in, and this is going to kill their ratings, and blah, now, I will say that their ratings did drop in the third hour, but it was one of their lower drops. They lost like 100,000 viewers, which is um, less than they usually lose in their third hour by a decent amount. So it actually was a higher rated third hour than most of the time. Because what they did was they, and the problem they had going into this was you had two heels fighting for the heavyweight championship. So what they did was tell a story throughout the show that made you want to see one of them win you you they had to find a way to make you really actively root for somebody in this match and they made me such a shit bag that all you wanted to see was for lashley to kick the shit out of him and that's what he did and by the way i know john's gonna have comments and i know i i know he doesn't like the miz the miz did a fantastic job of making lashley look like an absolute fucking monster miz showed no ego he went out there and took a fucking beating for the sole purpose of getting this guy over as the new champion hats off to miz for that if you didn't understand what they were doing you are a fucking mark and you got worked this was great storytelling anybody i actually i i think the way they structured it was smart like like having it be the through line and sort of like, you know, the further it got on, the more convinced I became that Lashley was picking up the title of night. Whereas I went into yesterday thinking they were going to kick it to fast lane. Yeah. Um, but like the more, the more the Miz like manipulated his way out of it, the more it became like, it felt like the payoff was going to be like him getting his comeuppance pretty quickly. But yeah, I, I, I've made made no particular uh, secret of, of how little I like the Miz. I I think they did 
as well as they could have with the parts that they had. Like, Lashley looked badass, you know, but... Yeah, I don't know. Just, I, I, I'd i be okay if, like, Miz sells this for, like, a couple of months and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't come back for a little while, like... Well, you and, know, you know he's gonna work Bad Bunny at Mania. The the thing is, I kind of feel like I feel like conventional wisdom is that uh, Drew's gonna beat Lashley at Mania and like get his pop. But do we want that? Like, I think it would be actually interesting to see what Lashley can do with a little bit of run mm-hmm. with the title. It would be, and I think we'll probably see how things play out for Fastlane. I, I'm not sure where you go for Fastlane, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be curious to see what they do with that as we go along the next week or so here. Um, Ginger, before I get into answering sort of what what, I, what John's take is there, uh, did you have any thoughts on Lashley and the the tears of the internet nerds in wrestling? Um. And I don't say that as a negative, because I know a lot of you guys listen to us, but certain people who were complaining about this. Uh, at the time, I didn't enjoy it, because I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, I, You knew Bobby was going to win it, but like, I hated it, but it was the Markish hating version. You know what I mean? Like, from right. a Mark standpoint, but... I mean, do I understand why they did it? Absolutely. But personally, I didn't like that portion of it. I love the fact that he did win it. Uh, it's it's a new top guy that probably I don't want to say he should have been there immediately because they I, I feel they didn't build him up very well when he first came back to the company. So and then you mean, he you mean Lashley's sisters and oh god uh, <laughs> shit like that marrying like, Lana yeah shit like that but one year ago he was in that Lana deal now he is your WWE champion yeah that picture that got posted on Twitter was fantastic with him with MVP sitting between Cedric um, um, Shelton and uh, and and it was like. One year ago, Lashley married to Lana. Cedric not on TV or mm-hmm. jobbing. Shelton not on TV or jobbing. And then one year later, and they show add some MVP and you see what happens from them with their belts. Um, so that was great. We'll talk about Shelton and Cedric a little bit later, at least for me. Was um, a year I, ago when Shelton was doing that weird thing where he would like get interviewed and just stare off and not answer. It might have been. It's that possible. Was- that was fucking strange. <laughs> yes. No payoff for that either. Um, right. <laughs> I want to take a second because uh, Lashley released a statement after Raw last night. And, you know, we just sometimes get lost in who the character is. But I just wanted to read this because I found it sort of um, indicative of who the man behind the character is. Uh, he said, sometimes you have to fight for the things that are important to you. When I made up my mind to return to WWE, I told myself I will be WWE champion one day and I'm willing to fight for it. Nothing in life is certain, and sometimes you can't control the outcome of things, but there were a couple of things I could control. I could control the work I put in and the attitude I had while doing it. My attitude has always been positive, and my drive has always been second to none. This night is easily one of the greatest nights of my life. 
I fucking did it. I can't even put into words what this title means to me. I'm still numb, yet filled with so much emotion right now. I have so many people I want to thank personally, and for all of you who believed in me, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hard work and persistence does pay off, but I'm not done yet. I was born for this. I'm a warrior, and I'm ready to stand and fight any and everyone who wants to come after this title. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back to the grind so I can make this title run legendary. I'm in. Hashtag the Hurt Business. I am your new WWE champion. So awesome. I, I really thought that was awesome. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, uh, one, one thing I do want to bring up, uh, MVP screaming bullshit and they didn't catch it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they had those AEW button guys. <laughs> oh my God. It was fantastic. I was like, Oh, here comes the, Oh, they missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked right. it because it, it added to the story because like they're fucking pissed off and Shane gave them what they wanted. Yeah. I loved it. More on Shane later, but uh, yeah. Right. Um, Ginger, what was your good from raw? Ah, my good from raw was Seamus versus drew McIntyre. That was also my good. Okay. On my list. Okay. Because they beat, the holy fucks out of each other. You could see the the crosses coming out of them because they were getting the holy fuck holy fucks beat out of them. Uh, the hard hitting style, and you could tell that they were enjoying themselves. You could so <laughs> little people. We've, we've talked about this Kurt. on the show before. Uh, yeah, but... but when you're in the fr- when you're in the ring with a friend, and you really want to beat the shit out of each other, you just do it, and that's exactly what these two did. They had a fucking blast in that or in that ring and uh, the match made sense too because they were just like they were they had this kind of feud blown off and now it's kind of i don't know if this we could be considered the ending to it but my guess is yes but uh i i i had a blast watching this match i i had a lot of fun see i got a little pissed off watching this match okay not because I didn't like the match, but because I thought to myself, if Elimination Chamber was a match for the contendership and Lashley were to be in the chamber and win the chamber match, and we got this match as the main event of the pay-per-view between Lashley, I'm sorry, between Drew and, and Sheamus, which was what we had built to, mm-hmm. it would have made so much sense. Yeah. And if this was what they were going to deliver, this was a pay-per-view main event quality match. This is great. So. It sort of pissed me off in the sense that we didn't we could have had a better pay per view than we had had they done it that way. But um, no, these guys they they just beat the piss out of each other. It all looked stiff. It looked real. The near falls were great. Um, I loved everything about this. So when was the last time you had a good about Sheamus to both of you? Right. Yeah. It's true. Actually, like unexpectedly, every now and again over the last. Uh, the very bad times of Raw lately, like, mm-hmm. Sheamus will be sort of like my, I'm reaching, but this is the thing I enjoyed the most, but this was actually good. Yeah. And it's sort of a reminder that every, like, when Sheamus, like, is with the right opponent, like, it really works. Yeah. Like I said, it isn't always the case, but, you know, and no, and that's sometimes the, he wrestles Jeff Hardy. You know, and I feel like they... He pulled. This is almost like your contract-ending season 
match. Like this is kind of like when in, in baseball they say your contract year because your contract's coming up, so you're gonna perform better. I feel this was for Sheamus. I think they kind of told him like, "Hey man, you gotta give us something, bro." And but but they put Braun on every week, so you don't have no to I, no no. That's what I mean. But more on him later too. Yes. So uh, I feel that he, my guess, impressed a few people. In the back, and was like, oh, shit. But I feel if Sheamus isn't into it, he doesn't give the full effort, too. I think so, that's true. We talk about that with Charlotte all the time, too, but I think that's mm-hmm. true with a lot of the talents, to be yeah. completely honest with you. But this, no, he was all for it. So. Yeah. So, yeah. That was my good. All right. Uh, John, you said that was your good, too? Yep. Okay. I had one more... Um, I thought Riddle versus Ali was a very intriguing matchup. Um, I thought the brief uh, encounter that we got on Raw this week was really good, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what Ali was going for with that finish. Oh, uh, that was my what the fuck. It still looked like impactful, so it wasn't like a horrible pin, because Riddle did slam oh. down on the back of his oh, head. Oh, yeah, he still took a crazy bump. Yeah, but it was it was definitely not necessarily what it was supposed to be, I think. But mm-hmm. the idea of those two in a program for the U.S. title, I'm, I'm there for it. I think that would provide us with some fantastic in-ring matches. And yeah, it gives Ali a more high-profile program than he's had. Yeah, we kind of got a little sneak peek to it with this match. Yeah. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with that. But um, I'll bring up my what-the-fuck now. It was supposed to be a backcracker or backstabber, whatever you call it, lung blower. Uh, but... Just miscommunication with the bodies, and holy fuck, that could have ended so much worse than it did. Uh, yeah. But like Jason said, though, it still looked impactful because Riddle fucking took... He took the brunt of that because Ali pulled him down even faster, and he just fucking took it. So it still looked good for a finish, but he was definitely going for a backstabber, <laughs> and just a miscommunication happened there. Yeah. Oh, God, it looked ugly. Yeah, well... It, if that was on NXT, I would have said gross. <laughs> uh, John, any any thoughts on uh, Riddle and Ali? I mean, I agree with uh, the idea that it could produce some good matches, and I'm down for Ali competing for a title. Like, just race not the cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah, that's not that one. And, uh, you know, if we could manage to somehow on the back end of this, like, end up with him as a champion and no retribution, that would be ideal. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, T-Bar, who recently just had his very first action figure released. Yes. So, oh my god, did you see the video of him giving the, the thing to his kid? I did, and it was fucking adorable. It was, and it was as a dad. It was like, oh man. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's one of those things you keep forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, private moments in wrestlers' lives. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anybody have anything else good from Raw? I tend to doubt it, but <laughs> I can't nope. think of anything. John, else. I'm surprised. Every John, I'm, every week I'm surprised you get one good from Raw because <laughs> <laughs> I know how you uh, feel. Um, as we move on to to the bad of Raw, we're going to start with... I lost my place as to whose turn it was, but John, why don't you give us your bad from Raw this week? Uh, Damian Priest and Elias. That oh. match was Ooh, fucking yes. boring. Hot yes. garbage. 
That was, and it that was, felt like it took an entire hour. Uh, so my one of one of my bads for this week was Elias versus Priest was incredibly boring. Two segments and a lot of arm bars and right. chin locks. Also, why is Damian Priest going fifty fifty with Elias and Angel Garza? Yeah. I, the Angel Garza one I didn't mind as much because I thought yeah. the match was much better quality. Mm. Agreed. But. Um, it wasn't that long ago that we were all sitting there, and I remember like it was yesterday, there was a match scheduled for a pay-per-view between Elias and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title, and we were all like, let's fucking put the title on Elias. Let's push this guy. And, <laughs> and now I watch him, and I'm so fucking glad they didn't because this guy is boring as shit in the ring. This was... Um, this was um, King Corbin levels of boring and rest holds and just nothing. You have a guy in Priest who's a big man who's charismatic, who can fucking go in the ring, and this is what happens. And this is how what happened to Dijak. This is what happens to Keith Lee. You get these big guys in, and Vince goes, don't fucking do what made you successful. Wrestle like every other big guy. And fucking they become boring. <sighs> Ginger? The the only decent spot of this match was when Priest came off like the bottom rope when he stepped in the ring and Elias hit that knee. That was the only good spot of this match. Everything else yeah. was boring as fuck all. Like, you know what's about more... it? Did you know what the Did you notice what the setup for the the re, or the, sorry the hit the lights was this week? Uh, a kick to the head. Nope. The bell clap, just no, and then he kicked him in the head and then did it. Uh, it was, he he threw anyway, a he, he threw a boot. It was up part of it. the setup sequence. It was a shitty way to get to the hold. Anyway, yeah, but that's the least of my worries. But uh, I think the reason they just threw Priest in with this is so he can go back to Miz and Morrison. Oh, probably, but just to keep sure. him on TV. We you know we always bitch about you know. Oh, where was he this week? Where was she this week? But keep him on TV just for two weeks, and you're good to go back to the Miz and Morrison thing. I, maybe it's me, but I don't mind weeks where you have a guy who's not on every week. I think that was actually one of the things I really enjoyed about NXT back in the day when they were a one-hour show, was that you didn't see everybody every week, so they felt fresh and exciting when they were on TV. Um, for example, the fact that I didn't see AJ Styles this week, I'm looking forward to seeing AJ Styles next week. Yeah. Where they go. Uh, that was that was a big miss from this week's run. I actually yeah. know I was like, "Whoa, where was he this week?" But like you just said, it, but it, I would it's rather they sometimes, keep it special. But, but in back, before we move on to the next part, Priest is good to have people constantly be seeing him. He's not one of the guys that I don't want to see every week. Yeah, it's true. So I don't want to see him go an hour against Elias. Like, no, his no, match could have been cut in half. And oh, yeah. It was two fucking segments, and it did not need to be. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna neuter Priest and how he wrestles and make him wrestle big man style, then you can't fucking have the match go that long because that right. doesn't. Need to and really, no Elias match should go that long. Damn. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. So. Yeah. Did he freeze? Uh-oh. I think he froze. Uh-oh. Uh, where were we? Uh, I think both you and him still need to give your bads. Okay, so my bad for this week 
Naomi versus Nia Jax. Uh, this was something that wasn't on the Hulu uh, version that I did not go out of my way to check out. <laughs> they took it out. That's how bad this match was. It was just not good at all mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, I mean, I feel like that's not super shocking because, like, Nia's a garbage wrestler and Naomi is, like, I think an overrated worker. Like, uh, yeah. She gets by on athleticism, but, like, you know, there are some people who are athletic and also, like, good, and mm-hmm. she's not one of those people. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, it's kind of. It, it, when I saw that these two were about to have a match, I kind of wanted to just turn my TV off for a few minutes. I did. It wasn't any good. It was awful. Uh, it, it it had no. It, it held nothing. Like that's going to be a one and off with that probably. So why even fucking do it? Pointless, pointless shit. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, Nia Jax kind of stole Raquel Gonzalez's finisher. I don't like that <laughs> at all. Considering Raquel is starting to get a good name for herself, and then all of a sudden, like. You, know, you never see Nijax use this move before, and then Raquel gets up on the rankings, and all of a sudden Nijax is now using that finisher. The people will will probably say, "Oh, it's a choke slam power bomb combo." Uh, it's a single arm power bomb. That's all it is, and that's what Raquel does. Don't fucking do that. I guess we should just be happy that she's not hurting anyone with her leg drop. Oh God. Well, Charlotte wouldn't have allowed it because Charlotte like put both arms up to catch her leg to make sure she didn't fuck her up. <laughs> it was pretty Honestly, bad. Like, as as much as like that takes you out of the moment, I completely fucking get it. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck that. If I was Charlotte, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, don't, no, no, I don't trust you. You've almost killed me like four fucking times in this ring. Don't <clears throat> bother. Uh but yeah, so Nia Jax versus Naomi, and Nia Jax stealing Raquel's finisher is my bad. Nia Jax did not steal Raquel's finisher. I thought so too. It's that, it's a well, it's a power bomb chokeslam combo. It's still a one arm one arm power bomb. She does as a chokeslam though. I don't care. Different. It's too it's too close, dude. It, it is very close. I, I will give you that. I don't and like that. I shit. thought it. No, I don't either. And that's I think an example of. Uh, main roster superstar seeing an NXT person doing it and saying, I'm stealing that. And I always hate that shit. Like, do something do something creative and original. Yep. That was actually one of my what the fucks was Nia Jax squashes Naomi. Boy, can't wait for that fucking title match. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so did everyone else give their bad or was it just me left? Yeah, we're, we're waiting for your bad. Okay, so my bad this week was uh, Braun versus Shane. And in Braun's <laughs> words... That sucked um, because he nailed it. Uh, this is clearly where we're going for Mania is Braun versus Shane. Um, why? I don't know for reasons, I guess. Um, but we got Adam Pierce finally wrestling. He wouldn't wrestle Roman, but I guess he'll wrestle the Hurt Business. Um, Shane's got taking MBA classes in anger management, which seems weird for the guy that used to run Raw Underground. Um right. I, I don't know why Braun is angry. Braun is not interesting. This is 
Braun's another. Braun went from fucking um, John Cone's kid as his tag team partner at Mania to working with fucking Shane. And by the way, great fucking use of your tag team champions as fodder in a program between Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. I legitimately hated everything that happened in this segment. There's definitely uh, nothing like uh, trying to figure out what to do with Braun that makes them think, fuck the tag teams. Like, that seems to be the uh, the thing that really gets their juices going in terms of just, like, throwing them under whatever metaphoric bus it is that just makes all of their tag teams look like absolute garbage. Right. Um, but, so, is Braun's character just that he's really fucking stupid right now? I guess. Because that's what it seems like to me. Right? And how are you going to fucking build a program where I want Shane McMahon to win? <laughs> uh, like yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't understand why this is happening. Like does anybody because, understand? Because we've got nothing for either of them to do. Why does Shane all of a sudden need to pop up and boom, he's in a WrestleMania spot? Because Vince still thinks that sells people on Mania, I guess. He also suddenly seems to be like the de facto authority figure on Raw. Yeah, him and Pierce. They they yeah. Pierce kinda runs bullshit. When it's actually Bruce Pritchard, but uh, <laughs> uh I don't know man. This this does, this is something I don't need to see. Yeah, they just want Shane good. to jump off something big at fucking WrestleMania and that's it. That's all it is. <laughs> that's all it is. Right? Seriously. For a big old payday for Shane McMahon. Fucking irritating. Or for Braun to throw him off something high. I mean, I'd kind of be okay with that, depending on how <laughs> high it is. <laughs> but, yeah. I think the, the biggest question of Mania is how high will you be, Ginger? Depends if I eat and puff, but we'll see. Okay. Alright, fair enough. I just want uh, to see SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have any thoughts about Braun and Shane? No, I think that I think we've summed up that aspect. Okay. Uh, now I know a couple. I think we've lost some what the fucks along the way here. Ginger, do you still have a what the fuck? Um. No, mine was already used. Mine was the buckle spot between Ali and Riddle. Okay, John, you got a what the fuck? I do. Okay. Um, uh, and the way I'm going to lead into this what the fuck is by. Uh, hoping that one of you, a fine, fine gentleman, can remind me when the Runnies come around next year to nominate uh, for worst feud, Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss versus Recaps. This is one of my. This is my what. This is my what the fuck too. So, how about it? Uh, it's just like a every fucking week. Half of what we're watching is what happened the previous week or the previous couple weeks ago. Like. Not, like, not getting into the... Actually, let's get into the fact that also, like, it has gotten to be, like, just inescapably hokey and to a point where it's, like, beyond camp in a fun way to just, like, actively irritating. Like, I... I don't know. I guess I'm supposed to be excited that they seem to be leading towards a Firefly fun house match or whatever the fuck it's called but uh. so for anybody who didn't catch it this week's segment involved orton 
first off, they were like, so, Randy, what the hell happened last week? He's like, I don't know. He's choked on some black shit. You know? Like, yeah. Way to fucking not explain what we fucking saw last week. Right. And pretend basically like it was no big deal. Also, um, Randy, do you want to watch? And then while That's all you fucking do. Right. And then while he's cutting his promo, we get we cut to the TV and we see Alexa sitting in the middle of her pentagram again. Now, Alexa's sitting there playing with her box, which I'm always in favor of watching Alexa play with her box. I have no problem with that. But the music was late. The did it, did it, did it, did it. By the oh, way, I'm a little yeah. disappointed in you guys that I got nothing for Alexa playing with her box. But anyway, um, the sound effect on the music was late. And... Uh, it looked awful, and then we cut to oh, you got to see this, and it's we see this dark hooded figure, and it's evil Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this was awful. This is that, yeah. Like like you said, John, this is easily worst program of the year. And and here's the thing: a lot of people got pissed off because they did the uh, the Meltzer Awards this week or whatever the fuck they call it. And worst character was The Fiend. And I like WWE, and I can't fucking argue with that. AEW has a guy who dresses up like a dinosaur, and The Fiend is still the worst character. You do that math, because I can't argue with it. <laughs> yeah. And I like Bray, and I really liked this character when it started, and I am I was hoping for something better, but nope, this is what we get. <laughs> Oh, man. Awful, to be honest. Uh, I I don't like this super paranormal bullshit. Don't like it. Oh, it's evil Randy. There was a point before it crossed this far into it where you you could appreciate, like, Alexa playing a fairly different character from what she had previously played. Mm -hmm. But now, now I can't even really enjoy that because of everything that's going on around it. It's just like, yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing to enjoy here at this point. There's nothing redeeming about this story at all. Right. Um, <laughs> anybody have anything else from Roth, uh, good bads or what the fucks that they want to talk about before we head on home? Um, no, it's, uh, I think that'll do it. All right. Well, despite the uh, technical difficulties, we soldiered through. We appreciate you guys spending your time listening to this edition of the WWE Rundown. Uh, we are hoping to be back next week with a full cast. We will see if Troy is back with us. Hopefully he will be. But uh, until then, I guess we'll uh, ask you to join us next week so we can smack your ass raw next time. Bye. And here's a collection of words. Yeah. That's the one. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. 
Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.